Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Hawkeye Danu, it's David Cox. Who down to what? <laughs> and I'm Josh uh, Matheson, by the way. Sorry, what did you just say? Hawkeye Danu, is that like yeah. some kind of different language? Is that a Gallic term? It's like, it's like I'm prov- I've probably butchered it. Yes, it means um, it's okay for now. Literally no one in Scotland says it. Um, <laughs> Great. We should probably say for reference that David is in Glasgow this week. I am, <laughs> yes. Just on, the, just on the outskirts by a nice big lock. Yeah, That's he's been so. dragged up there by his other half. Yeah, dragged. So. Oh, it was a lovely place to go, I'd say. No, yeah, it was very exciting. It's very cool. Shout out so. to Paper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just plugging businesses in Glasgow. So yeah, if, if, if Paper Cup are looking for any podcast advertisement, they've just got some for free. So. Yeah, although I don't know how much good we'll do. I don't know how many listeners we actually have in Glasgow, but never mind. So this week we're looking at chapters eleven and twelve of Pinocchio. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I always have to check. I always wait for the nod from Josh, who has the book in front of him, to make sure that I've got the chapters right. It is more confusing. Yeah. Now, this week, because David is away, we're actually recording this episode before I've managed to edit the last one. So this is probably one of the first <laughs> things. So I'm actually a, a bit of a loss as to what happened last week because I haven't listened to the podcast yet. This is genuinely, listeners, this is genuinely hilarious because every every time we record an episode... Me and David are like, I have no idea what happened because like, it's yeah. been so long since we recorded one. Uh, and Matt comes in and he's like, so last week there was a bit of this and a bit of that. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no, I remember that now. Today on the WhatsApp, he goes mad. He's like, I, I, um, I can't actually remember what happened. I'm just going to have to have a listen back before we start. <laughs> I'm like, just just go with it, you know? When the kid was that was top of the class, for some reason, hasn't actually like revised for the exam. Yes. As, and, and everyone's loving it because <laughs> they're like, exactly ah, what's happening. So we've us. got three people in the dark or it's you two's time to shine. Well, <laughs> well, Matthew, uh, what happened last week? Do you know what? Because I just remember it as one block. But the main <laughs> thing is know. he went to town to go to the marionette theatre. And what transpired is he wanted to go in to go and watch and there was a dude that said uh well it's it's x and y amount per ticket and he said oh well i'll I'll sell i'll sell you i'll sell you i can't remember what you sold first but then he was like no it's okay i'll trade the book his abc book yeah his abc yeah he was like oh you can buy my shirt and he was like it's made of paper and he was like okay you can buy my hat and he's like it's dough like are you serious yeah okay (laughs) I, i remember now um and then he actually got in and met all of the sort of the troupe the the theater troupe uh, and they like met him like a brother, didn't they? They like were like, oh, yeah. brother Pinocchio, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, and, is this this was the weird moment where we found out that clearly talking puppets are the norm? Yeah. Toy Story. Where we thought that Pinocchio was the only one. Turns out it's, it seems like he's not. No, he's actually not very unique at all. So it's like a it's like a species. Mm. It's a dystopian past. It's so past, then, definitely. didn't he like disturb the theatre show and then the director got annoyed and threatened Pinocchio's life, I think? With the fire-breathing man. Yeah. Yeah, the f- fire eater. The Oh, the... yes. But it wasn't his fault because they literally like caught, like heckled him from the back of the theatre and then he had to like clamber forward. Yeah. I think we left it where Pinocchio was in some sort of peril, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in like the clutches of the, the fire breather. Yeah. 
But then the blurb for the next one was something about like he gets forgiven because he saves someone's life or something. This is this is where the mini blurb is just so annoying because it's like he's in danger. Now All the suspense is gone. There's a there's a Schrodinger's cat of a situation here. Either he's going to be like taken away or yeah. sold sold for parts, or, or for he's going to make a new. Or like enslaved in some like sweatshop or something. <laughs> yeah, so he he was a he's about to be uh, roasted on a spit or like used oh, firewood tasty. basically. Spit roasted. Spit roasted. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't need to be edited out because in, in the way I, right. Legitimate so this, this is, term. So while we are a PG podcast, there are times that when was a double entendre. Precisely. And that's exactly. where my humour is going to become more and more nuanced the more I record. <laughs> like like a traditional pantomime, I will be able to perform this in front of children and they would not know any, uh, none, the none the wiser. But I can be absolute filth. Yeah, you're Judy <laughs> yeah. and Clarying it over there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, our mini blurb, uh, after he's like, oh no, help me, I'm going to die. Bit of a cliffhanger ending. Uh, uh, chapter 11's mini blurb is... Fire Eater sneezes and forgives Pinocchio, who saves his friend Harlequin from death. So it was getting a little bit dramatic. I'm looking forward to seeing Pinocchio in his superhero outfit. Yes. A big P on the front. No, it'll be a crepe. No, it'll be a crepe. A a cre- <laughs> it'll be a crepe. <laughs> it'll be a cape made of crepe. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> all of his stuff's just made out of stuff, isn't it? Made out yeah, of that's stuff it. lying around the house. No, surely, surely it'll be one sort of floppy lasagna sheet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would his like bat signal be? Just like a nose or a schlongetti no, or a spiral of fusilli. <laughs> a spiral of fusilli. That's yeah. it. Right, well, so we just jump into chapter 11 and get this show on the road. Jump away. Chapter 11. In the theatre, great excitement reigned. Fire Eater, this was really his name, was very ugly. But he was far from being as bad as he looked. Proof of this is that when he saw the poor marionette being brought into him, struggling with fear and crying... I don't want to die. I don't want to die. He felt sorry for him and began first to waver and then to weaken. Finally, he could control himself no longer and gave a loud sneeze. I'm not convinced that Fire Eater's real name is Fire Eater. Well, it says, Jeff. Matt, this was really his name. So who are we to believe? Yeah, but he must have given him himself that name, surely. His parents didn't call him Fire Eater and he was like, well, I guess that's that. I'm going to have to become a Fire Eater now. Well, you know, if he was born into the theatre, theatre parents are pretty weird. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it would be his real name if he got it changed by Deedpole. <laughs> so what, like... you think his, his mum was acrobat and his dad was ringmaster and they went, what are we missing in this circus? We need a Fire Eater. Let's call the kid Fire Eater. Exactly. Look, the entertainment biz breeds some weird people. It, I mean, like <laughs> Gwyneth and Chris's baby. Apple. Apple. That's pretty weird. Harper Seven. So We could do a whole podcast on weird celebrity child names. Mm. No, you're true. Um, it's true. We won't. I'll we concede won't. that. I, so yeah. is Fire Eater's parents like pop stars? Yeah. <laughs> like f- faded 80s pop stars. <laughs> but it's 1880. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 1880s pop stars. Some sort of like operetta. Yeah. <laughs> At that sneeze, Harlequin, who until then had been as sad as a weeping willow, 
smiled happily, and leaning toward the marionette, whispered to him, Good news, brother mine. Fire Eater has sneezed, and this is a sign that he feels sorry for you. You were saved. <laughs> for be it known that while other people, when sad and sorrowful, weep and wipe their eyes, Fire Eater, on the other hand, had the strange habit of sneezing each time he felt unhappy. It's like a weird, like, sort of connection. He's connected those who, like, when he laughs, he uh, poos. I don't know. <laughs> Farts. <laughs> That's it's pretty normal, actually. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> the way was just as good as any other to show the kindness of his heart. After sneezing, Fire Eater, ugly as ever, cried to Pinocchio. I also love that in these books, they love an ugly character, don't they? They love just outrightly saying, like, oh, this character's ugly. Who else was ugly? The Duchess. Oh, right. This is a different book. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I say books in this time. Oh, I see. Ugly characters. Like to dis- describe characters as ugly. Like they don't actually give a description of what they look like. They just go, they're ugly. No, because you could have said, oh, he had a, like a rough pockmarked face and a scar. Yeah, like nowadays they'd, they'd more describe what they actually look like rather than giving comment as to whether that was pretty or not. Yeah, yeah because ugly is a judgment, yeah. isn't it, really? It's yeah, very subjective. Don't. It's probably very unhelpful in the long run. Yeah, but like... if they just sort of say ugly, then we know that they're well, we insinuate just from, you know, semantics in literature that they're probably not a nice character and then we can fill in the blanks as to how ugly we want to make them in our brains. Yeah. Anyway, what does he sound like, this ugly fire eater? Ooh, now then. I'm not going to give you a suggestion, but I can tell you how the author has transcribed their sneeze and this could oh, okay. offer some... Okay, yeah, it might give us some, like... Food. So he sneezes thus... Chi. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if that gives you anything to, to work with there. I mean, it's not that exciting, but like if you were doing any Italian accent before at like a 60, can you just try and go for a hundred? Well, I was going to say, cause he's fire eater. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there might be some vocal damage there. So could I throw a curveball and request an Italian cookie monster? <laughs> What? <laughs> you know Cookie Monster from Sesame Street? Like, I don't the cookies. Yeah, okay. but we're in an Italian accent. <laughs> now, Josh, we know how you're going to get into this because you're going to get your middle finger and your thumb on both hands <laughs> and place them together and imagine that you're holding two little grains of rice and yep. move them forward like you're holding a maraca. Okay, great. Uh, actually, this this particular book is proving really quite strenuous on my poor little voice. Sorry. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> we'll send you some um, vocal zones in the post. We'll do we'll do a novel where everyone just sounds really wistful and legato. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. A whole book. Can we just, yeah, do something really, really gentle? Okay. After sneezing, Fire Eater, ugly as ever, cried to Pinocchio. Stop a crying. Uh, It's a win. It's, yeah. <laughs> Your whales give me a funny feeling down here in my stomach and etchy, etchy. <laughs> I love the etchy, etchy is him sneezing. I can't wait. I can't wait for Josh to have to have an appointment at the ENT doctor. Ian, yeah. in throat. To say, so what, what's been the problem? Um, my mates made me do funny voices. <laughs> my mates made me do Cookie Monster in an Italian accent. <laughs> and I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm hoping I don't get sued. 
I'm hoping that all of these gruff-voiced characters immediately die. <laughs> I don't think Fiery is going to be in it for very long. Oh, well, let's, let's hope not. Unless Pinocchio goes on tour with the marionettes, who knows? <laughs> oh, Pinocchio and the marionettes, that's a good band name. Great band name. <laughs> we'll, do that. we'll do that after. Once yeah. the podcast sort of dies out because everyone stops listening, we'll start a band. <laughs> yeah. We just need a wooden front man and then we're great. Can I be a marionette? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> In shift dresses. <laughs> <Yeah>. God bless you, <laughs> said Pinocchio. Thanks. <laughs> Are your father and mother still living? demanded Fire Eater. My father, yes. My mother, I have never known. Your poor father would suffer terribly if I were to use you as firewood. Poor old man. I feel sorry for him. Etchy, etchy, etchy. <laughs> Three more sneezes sounded louder than ever. God bless you, said Pinocchio. Thanks. However, I thought to be sorry for myself too just now. My good dinner is spoiled. I have no more wood for the fire, and the lamb is only half cooked. Never mind. In your place, I'll burn some other marionette. Oh, my goodness. So he's using puppets as wood to cook his dinner. It seems that way. That's expensive. Like, you can buy it. Well, yeah, wood isn't expensive. And also, if the marionettes are your source of income... That seems like you're kind of burning your livelihood. Maybe he got like carried. He used to have 200. And if anything, the cast was too big. So he's like, just going to start burning my cast. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Cameron McIntosh started doing that. I was like, oh, well, now I don't need him anymore. Burn the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> He's just tipping gasoline on the dancing girls in the background. <laughs> 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 Equity! <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, officers. At the call, two wooden officers appeared, long and thin as a yard of rope, with queer hats on their heads and swords in their hands. Fire Eater yelled at them in a hoarse voice. Take Arlequin, tie him and throw him on the fire. I want my lamb well done. Think how poor Harlequin felt. He was so scared that his legs doubled up under him and he fell onto the floor. Pinocchio, at that heartbreaking sight, threw himself at the feet of the fire-eater and, weeping bitterly, asked in a pitiful voice which could scarcely be heard, Have pity, I beg of you, signor. There is no signori here. Have pity, kind sir. There are no sirs here. Have pity, Your Excellency. On hearing himself addressed as Your Excellency, the director of the marionette theatre sat up very straight in his chair, stroked his long beard, and becoming suddenly kind and compassionate, smiled proudly as he said to Pinocchio, Well... What do you want from me now, Marionette? I beg for mercy from my poor friend Harlequin, who has never done the least harm in his life. 
There is no mercy here, Pinocchio. I have spared you. Arlequin must burn in your place. I am hungry and my dinner must be cooked. In that case, said Pinocchio proudly, as he stood up and flung away his cap of dough. In that case, my... <laughs> He's going to make a pizza. That's just like, what a defiant move. I take off my dough cap. In indignant. <laughs> in that case, said Pinocchio proudly as he stood up and flung away his cap of dough. In that case, my duty is clear. Come, officers. Tie me up and throw me on those flames. No, it is not fair for poor Harlequin, the best friend that I have in the world, to die in my place. They've just met. Literally just met. Harlequin's there going like, good grief. <laughs> Burn me. What have I got myself into? <laughs> I, know. I don't want to be indebted to this person. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, right. please, please, please. These brave words, said in a piercing voice, made all the other marionettes cry. Even the officers, who were made of wood also, cried like two babies. Fire Eater at first remained hard and cold as a piece of ice, but then, little by little, he softened and began to sneeze. And after four or five sneezes, he opened wide his arms and said to Pinocchio, You are a brave boy. Come to my arms and kiss me. Oh, he's not good. He's no, not right. that's not okay. He's, he's like a little pe- volatile. His pendulum swings between burning people alive and wanting to kiss them. Pinocchio ran to him and scurrying like a squirrel up the long black beard, gave Fire Eater a loving kiss on the tip of his nose. Has pardon been granted to me? asked poor Harlequin with a voice that was hardly a breath. Pardon is yours, answered Fire Eater and sighing and wagging his head, he added, Well, tonight I shall have to eat my lamb only half cooked, but beware the next time, marionettes. At the news that pardon had been given, the marionettes ran to the stage, and turning on all the lights, they danced and sang till dawn. We didn't die, we didn't die, <laughs> celebrate, we didn't die, and this is what we do every day. Boom. End of chapter. I was expecting kind of more heroics from Pinocchio. Well, I mean, I he, think he did enough. He offered to lay down his life. Oh no, don't get me wrong. He like he, he you know he stood in the gap for his friend and like and pleaded. But I was kind of hoping that there'd be a bit more like I don't know. Maybe I was expecting him to turn into an action man and actually fight his way out. Are you expecting him to be like the second coming or something? Thinking. He's just a wooden boy. <laughs> <laughs> like ma- like meet your expectations. He's got wooden hands with no nerve endings. Like, I'm sure if he was punching people, it'd probably actually hurt quite a lot. Well, this was pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe, so give him some credit. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's true. I'm imagining, like, him just turning into Groot and just kind of going <laughs> mad on him. Marvel I Pinocchio. am Pinocchio, Groot! <laughs> I think that this is perhaps a, a nice little setup for the fact that he's so quick to uh, place his allegiance with people. By the like, at the end of this chapter, we've got like apparently a best friend, and we've got this guy who is like, yeah, all right, I love you, I give you a little kiss on your little nose, great. It sort of 
doesn't bode well for you know any other strangers who might come along and say hey want some sweets and get in my van like i feel like he's the kind of <laughs> he's the kind of fella who might be like sure why not um, yeah he's, there's a naivety there yeah absolutely well also particularly because this guy that's apparently pardoned them has basically said yeah but you better watch out because next time my dinner's half cooked you might be on the fire so it's like do you know what I mean i'm not punishing you for anything you've actually done this punishment is purely circumstantial with the fact that I need wood to cook my dinner. Yeah, but if, if you were the marionette company, it was like, right, let's tomorrow morning, should just go into town and buy some firewood. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'd I, make sure he was very well I get it. It's not our expense to pay, but like, it's a good alternative. If it's going to save your life. It's worth it. Yeah. They can, they can expense it to the marionette company. <laughs> firewood. That's it on their tax return. <laughs> One thing that did actually surprise me was Pinocchio's level of empathy towards like harlequins for that but again could that not just be because he's found somebody who's like him he's found another wooden person so he he can Mm. empathize also he's just had his own feet burnt off so he's got experience of burning yeah so he's like here's another wooden person i know what it's like to lose my feet imagine if it was my whole body yeah it's true i was just hoping that maybe him having murdered someone might have kind of made him realise it. Oh, there's, there's that too. I'm sure that factored into his little wooden brain <laughs> thoughts. Wouldn't that be nice? Ooh. Oh, dear. So are we going to try and guess where this is going then? Yes, onto the very glamorous feature of the Lazy Book Club podcast. Mini blub. Mini blub. Mini blub. What is happening? What is happening? Mini blub. Lovely. So what is happening, boys? David, you can go first because I've been going first too many times. It's a bit of a, um, like, it's a bit, it's kind of closed the chapter. There's not like a suggestion. Okay, so no. um, mm. Geppetto goes looking for Pinocchio. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. Good. My mini suggestion is Pinocchio is kidnapped by the marionette theatre. And forced to go on tour. Ah. Uh, points to be awarded. Okay. I'm going to say that I will give one twelfth of a point to David. Oh, my goodness. I know. Because, Ge- because Geppetto is mentioned and, and, and in a significant way. A twelfth? Yeah. I mean, Kay. I'm... Perhaps not as lenient as as I usually am, but I mean, take them where you can get them. <laughs> and uh, uh, for Matt, I, I would feel uh, rude not offering anything for you. So let's go with one fifty fourth of a point. <laughs> that is actually still generous because you gave him one sixty ninth one See? for getting nothing. And, yeah. you, and you're getting that because take it. you're getting that because of mentions to Pinocchio and the marionettes. Which is is, is tenuous, I'm getting but that I'll, just because you're too nice to give a zero when you should belatedly just give a zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm not being funny. I'm going to be more grateful for a zero because I'm going to be able to add it up at the end. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, if if Noah from the gaming arc is listening, uh, what mm. she'll be doing is she'll be prepping a lot of fraction related questions. No, yeah. so, no, uh, no, no, so no, Noah, don't listen to him. Lose the all the Win points. the quiz. Win the quiz. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, chapter twelve is subheaded. Fire Eater gives Pinocchio five gold pieces for his father, Geppetto, but the marionette meets a fox and a cat and follows them. <laughs> so quite interesting that, that, that clearly these talking animals feature in the original, which is great. Well, everyone seems to talk in this. I'm amazed that yeah. saucers don't talk in this. I love a talking saucer, me. 
So what were the five gold coins for? Do you reckon he's trying to buy Pinocchio off of Geppetto? Oh, uh, yeah, it could be like, this it now, I'm inducting you into the school, but here's... But then, I know it's funny, if he's got five gold coins to spend on a marionette, he's got money to spend on firewood. Yes. That's a very which rational point Which is going to be a lot cheaper, yeah. which, is for, which is for eating. Like, so this is a massive plot hole. <laughs> we don't know how big the gold pieces are. They could be very small. It was in this the time when you'd have like a gold piece would be a set thing, and then depending on the amount, people would then chop it into little. Oh, would they? Yeah. Pieces to pay. Oh, because that's why it's like pieces of eight. Oh, because it's like been that. chopped it like, up. Yeah, it was them. They'd get a chisel and they and they'd, they'd chop a coin up. Clever. Well, see, that's clearly a thing of the past because I once tried to pay for something with with half a tenner and I got rejected outright. <laughs> <laughs> we're like what it's five pounds exactly <laughs> logical isn't it i had 10 pounds i've lost half of it i have five pounds <laughs> and that is a fraction, fraction that Matt understands <laughs> i'm learning <laughs> right well should we find out what this money was for and what this cat and fox are up, up to yeah sure why not chapter 12 the next day fire eater called pinocchio aside and asked him What's your father's name? Geppetto. And what is his trade? He's unemployed, isn't he? He's a woodcarver. Furloughed. Yeah. He's furloughed currently. <laughs> he seems to do nothing. He seems to do everything creative and like a true creative has no money. <laughs> Does he earn much? He earns so much that he never has a penny in his pockets. Just think that in order to buy me an ABC book for school, he had to sell the only coat he owned. And what did you do with it, Pinocchio? And what did he do with it? You blocked it. it. A coat so full of darns and patches that it was a pity. Poor fellow. I feel sorry for him. Here, take these five gold pieces. Go, give them to him with my kindest regards. So wait, this horrible man who's going to burn marionettes alive is now just generously giving money to Geppetto for no reason. It literally seems like a benevolent offering. Like, oh, yeah, quite, there must be an ulterior motive. Call lucky. me cynical. Well, maybe it will reveal itself or maybe it's as simple mm. as that. Pinocchio, as may easily be imagined, thanked him a thousand times. He kissed each marionette in turn, even the officers. <laughs> I'm thinking of the actual practicality of thanking someone a thousand. Thank you, 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 thank you. And if you if you carry on listening to the end of the credits on this episode, we'll hear Matt say thank you <laughs> one thousand times. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely not. <laughs> Can we please do that? But like, play it at like. Uh, 10 times the speed so it's like a weird squeaky <laughs> chipmunk oh, okay. <laughs> I want to hear what that would sound like we'll play that you've, um, we should play that next time you've severely overestimated my editing skills that's well <laughs> easy to do yeah you can speed stuff well, up you do it then David we with just... your little mini blurb yeah but it's you <laughs> well easy <laughs> he kissed each marionette in turn even the officers and beside himself with joy set out on his homeward journey he had gone barely half a mile when he met a lame fox and a blind cat walking together. Wait, they're lame and blind. Amazing. They left that out of the Disney film. Maybe they're like swindlers. Maybe they're not actually lame or blind. Like highwaymen. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're just like fake faking it so that they can beg money. Love it. I'm such a cynic today. Jeez. <laughs> Walking together like two good friends. The lame fox leaned on the cat and the blind cat let the fox lead him along. And uh, now... Easy. Fox and cat. I need some voice. Timon and Pumba. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say that the... Which one's, which one's lame? Uh, the lame fox, the fox and the blind cat. So the fox is Pumba and the cat is Timon. Out of the original animated Disney film, in case anyone Yeah, not, not Seth Rogen. Yes. Yeah. Good morning, Pinocchio. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, we'll eight see. out of ten. Bit friendly, but I'll, I'll, I'll settle into it. Said the fox, greeting him courteously. How do you know my name? Asked the marionette. I know your father well. Where have you seen him? I saw him yesterday, standing at the door of his house. And what was he doing? He was in his shirt sleeves, trembling with cold. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pathetic. And the guilt settles in. <laughs> well, hopefully, anyway. Oh, my goodness. Good on Pinocchio, though, for saying, how do you know my name? Kids, if strangers come up to you saying they know your parents, don't believe them. Don't believe Stranger them. danger. Exactly. Stranger danger. Kick him in the balls and run away. <laughs> Good. Was that what you were taught in your PHSE lessons? Good lessons. <laughs> if they truly are friends of your parents, they'll forgive you. <laughs> Poor father. But after today, God willing, he will suffer no longer. Why? Because I have become a rich man. You? A rich man? Said the fox. And he began to laugh out loud. <laughs> the cat was laughing also, but tried to hide it by stroking his long whiskers. There is nothing to laugh at, cried Pinocchio angrily. I am very sorry to make your mouth water, but these, as you know, are five new gold pieces. This is the problem when poor people get money. They start flashing it around. Yeah, he's going to buy a telly. He's going <laughs> to buy a telly. <laughs> he's going to go to Weatherspoons and buy everyone around. <laughs> he's going to go to the bookies and just like, just go yes. bet, bet it on the horses. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He pulled out the gold pieces which Fire Eater had given him. At the cheerful tinkle of the gold, the fox unconsciously held out his paw that was supposed to be lame. Ah. Oh, you, we got it. Oh, my goodness. We actually predicted some tomfoolery. There is never in these stories a fox who isn't doing something crafty. Sly True. as a fox, they say. Mm. And the cat opened wide his two eyes till they looked like live coals. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he's not blind. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's true. Like yeah. blind people don't walk around with their eyes closed. With their they eyes don't. closed. <laughs> They're not blind because they've got their eyes closed. Fundamental like, misunderstanding like, of blind people. You, you know, <laughs> like, like rule one, if you ever get cast to play someone with partial sightedness, is like, you, that's not how you do it. Jamie Foxx playing Ray with his eyes closed. <laughs> Just a normal guy with his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Who the really would not have won the Oscar then? I mean, that's not very funny because you can't, that was you can't see your eyes closed. There, it's a you podcast. can't see your eyes closed. Podcast. Oh my goodness! 
The cat opened wide his two eyes till they looked like live coals, but he closed them again so quickly that Pinocchio did not notice. And may I ask, inquired the fox, what are you going to do with all that money? First of all, answered the marionette, I want to buy a fine new coat for my father. A coat of gold and silver with diamond buttons. He is not grasping the value of things yet. No. I'm if gonna... the coat's made of gold, do you not think that's worth yeah. more than the five gold pieces? That he... Like yeah. You might be able to buy a coat from diamonds. Yeah. Idiot. This is why he needed to go to school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. After that, I'll buy an ABC book for myself. For yourself? For myself. I want to go to school and study hard. Look at me said the fox. For the silly reason of wanting to study, I have lost a paw. Look at me, said the cat. For the same foolish reason, I have lost the sight of both eyes. I've never professed to be any good at impressions, but we're, we're going with it. I mean, you're good at King Julian. I'll Thank give you. you. That. Thank you very much. I can, also, I can also do a good Edna from The Incredibles, but other than that. Oh, we, good to remember. We should keep these in the, <laughs> the bank that we in have. In the bank. At that moment, a blackbird, perched on the fence along the road, called out sharp and clear. And then a blackbird calls out. So. Um, can we do like Rowan Atkinson, posh? <laughs> oh, yes. Like, um, uh, oh, because I'm thinking... Zazu. Yeah, Zazu, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Just the, the full car. We're just going Lion King for this whole episode. Yeah, why not? Pinocchio, do not listen to bad advice. If you do, you'll be sorry. Poor little blackbird. If he only kept his words to himself... In the twinkling of an eyelid, the cat leapt on him and ate him, feathers and all. So Zazu's not in it for much then. Bye. (laughs) After eating the bird, he cleaned his whiskers, closed his eyes and became blind once more. (laughs) And that's how it happens. (laughs) I've heard of selective listening, but selective seeing is a whole different thing. Mm. Poor blackbird, said Pinocchio to the cat. Why did you kill him? I killed him to teach him a lesson. He talks too much. Next time, he will keep his words to himself. By this time, the three companions had walked a long distance. Suddenly, the fox stopped in his tracks and, turning to the marionette, said to him, Do you want to double your gold pieces? What do you mean? Do you want one hundred? A thousand, two thousand pieces of gold. Oh, he's a pyramid scheme. Miserable (laughs) five. He's going to sell a pyramid scheme. I'm not a math genius, but I'm pretty sure a hundred isn't double five. It's 20 Well, yes. I think he's, but he keeps getting, he's at double, and then do you want a hundred, a thousand, two thousand? So he's he's going to say, all you have to do is buy 40 boxes of juice. (laughs) And then what you can do is you can convince other people to buy 40 boxes of juice, (laughs) and then you'll get a commission. It's called a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's not pyramid selling. He's going to make him sign up to Arbon. Yeah, and, and Pinocchio's <laughs> going to have to get like some like storage or a shed or something to like store it all. Yeah, and they'll be promising him a white Mercedes by the end of the month. It's going to be like Nutriboom from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or boom, boom, guys. Yeah, boom, boom. Or it's drugs. <laughs> or it's drugs. Yeah. Oh, we know what's really going to happen. They're going to take him down an alley, hit him over the head and run off with the money. Yes, but how? The way is very easy. Instead of returning home, come with us. And where will you take me? To the city of Simple Simons. <laughs> that sounds like a great city. I want city to know Simple what the actual Simons. original text was for like what yes. they used, like the term or expression. Yeah, Simple Simons are very English 
yeah phrase I, f- I feel like if they had like a turn of phrase to Italian it would just sound absolutely incredible it probably would have done yeah Pinocchio thought a while and then said firmly no I don't want to go home is near and I'm going where father is waiting for me how unhappy he must be that I have not yet returned I have been a bad son and the talking cricket was right when he said a disobedient boy cannot be happy in this world. I have learned this at my own expense, even last night in the theater, when Fire Eater, brr, the shivers ran up and down my back at the mere thought of it. Well then, said the fox, if you really want to go home, go ahead, but you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry, repeated the cat. Think well, Pinocchio, you are turning your back on Dame Fortune. On Dame Fortune, repeated the cat. Tomorrow, your five gold pieces will be two thousand. Two thousand, repeated the cat. But how can they possibly become so many? asked Pinocchio wonderingly. I'll explain, said the fox. You must know that just outside the city of Simple Simons, there is a blessed field called the Field of Wonders. No, there, no, there isn't. There definitely isn't a Field of Wonders, is there? No. See, they're always thinking they're going to take him to a casino, but they're probably going to tell him to plant the coins. And they'll grow into a gold tree. In this field, you dig a hole, and in the hole, you bury a gold piece. After covering up the hole with earth, you water it and sprinkle a bit of salt on it and go to bed. Has he ever heard of printing money? Like, mm. this would completely destabilise the value of the currency. So if it was a yeah. thing... If, they, if that was all it took, there'd be gold coins everywhere. Yeah, and they'd be really worth nothing. Bad. But like Zimbabwe, the way they had a $100 trillion note. Yeah. Didn't they have to, like, wheel, like, whole barrows full of cash money. to get a yeah. loaf of bread? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Had, they had to, like, exponentially change the value of an expensive note, like, every two days. Yeah, ridiculous. During the night... The gold piece sprouts, grows, blossoms, and next morning you find a beautiful tree that is loaded with gold pieces. So, that if I were to bury my five gold pieces, cried Pinocchio with growing wonder, next morning I should find how many? It is very simple to figure out, answered the fox. Why, you can figure it on your fingers. Granted that each piece gives you 500, multiply 500 by 5. Next morning you will have 2,500 new sparkling gold pieces. Bit of maths for you there, Matt. I don't know if you followed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love that this has become a rhetoric. Like anytime there's maths, <laughs> we just like look down. <laughs> fine, fine, cried Pinocchio, dancing about with joy. As soon as I have them, I shall keep 2,000 for myself and the other 500 I'll give to you two. A gift for us? cried the fox, pretending to be insulted. Why, of course not. Of course not, repeated the cat. I'm loving these little, like, sinister repeats. Yeah, it's, it's quite creepy. Cat. It's great. We do not work for gain, answered the fox. We only work to enrich others. To enrich others. <laughs> the cat's the just cat. literally just at this pause, looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. I'm yeah. quite enjoying the fact that in this world, Pumba's actually getting a chance to speak, because normally, mm. you know. What good people, thought Pinocchio to himself. They're not and people. forgetting his father, mm. the new coat, the ABC book, and all his good resolutions, he said to the fox and the cat, 
Let us go. I am with you. End of chapter. Oh, he's gone all Jack and the Beanstalk on us, isn't yeah. he? This is the problem. People get greedy. They get given something that actually had, was enough to change his life and change Geppetto's life. They didn't actually need more than that. He wants more. But they've just been... Yeah, you get sucked away. Well, now there is lots of morals being pumped into this bit. Of the mm-hmm. Morals galore. People who are greedy end up with less. And you could just about suggest that the fox and the cat are metaphors because obviously sly fox cats are very nimble and these are the sort of cantankerous type of evil people that do exist in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Just shoehorning that in. Well, I think also like cats are known for being like jerk predators as well. And they play with, they enjoy playing with. You know what my cat did the other day? Right. So we went out in the garden and I caught her with a mouth dangling out of her mouth, like Mm. head and front legs. So it literally, it was literally like flopping around like that. So I literally... So the whole back end of it was... Well, and I could see it like struggling. This is like not very nice, but I could see it like struggling. I literally, it's the first time I've literally had to like try and grab my cat to like stop it. And she looked up at me, no word of a lie. She knew that I was trying to get... And and my cat just went... And swallowed the whole thing. She then coughed up the dead mouse on our stairs. That's not pleasant. So that's what cats do. She's lovely. She's great. She's an absolute laugh, but that... I could I couldn't look at her for the day. I was literally uh, like, no. "You are not. You're so not innocent." Not okay. So, do you reckon Pinocchio is actually going to make it to this field, or do you think that in the middle of the night these guys are going to jump him and nick his coins, or what? Yeah, yeah. Don't I know. think he's going to be. In- do you think the plans for them to him to plant them, and then in the middle of the night they're going to dig them up and then leave him waiting, looking at the soil? I don't think they'll succeed. I think so far. Every time he, like, the, the book seems to be going somewhere, then it, we have the rug ripped out from under us, don't we? Because yeah. like, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make some food. Great. He ends up, like, running around in the street and getting water poured on his head. We thought he was going to go and, mm. you know, go to school. He ended up going to the theatre. We thought he was going to, you know, join the theatre, and then he gets sent off with some... Go- it's, a, it's a whole thing. It's like, oh, nothing seems to go to plan. So I'm, I'm yeah, not expecting true. any plans. Well, this is why we've scored so badly. Uh, guessing like the next bit it's so yeah. true like if it was like I, I think in we we did better in like even in like alice in wonderland which was random but peter pan we normally yeah. guessed fairly got, got it yeah. quite close we've not been near mm. Mm. no it's so true i have a feeling these guys get away with the money well at least i have a feeling that pinocchio doesn't get to keep the money whether the fox i, I feel like it's going to get lost somehow or they'll do it, or they'll, or they'll get some sort of comeuppance. I don't know. Yeah, I don't imagine Pinocchio and Geppetto suddenly ending this book with them being rich. I have a feeling that this is going to have like quite a dark ending, judging by how it's gone so far. I kind of hope it does. It's quite exciting. Is it that time again? Well, it I'm going to ha- before that Ooh. finger goes anywhere near that button, Matthew. I'm going to have to stop mm-hmm. you because inconsistency alert. There is no mini blurb. <gasps> Instead, there's a chapter title, weirdly. <gasps> yeah, let's just start introducing those at chapter 13. Is it not just a really, really short blurb? No. Oh, okay. It's very much a title, and we can still play the game, which yeah. is the, the upside okay. of this. So here you go. Chapter title, chapter title. <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> chapter title. <laughs> so 
you know, in many ways, be- better off because we got to do that live. Right. Okay. Um, David, do you want to go first? I'm still thinking. The tricks of the fox and cat. Mm. I like it. The magic field. Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm so wrong judging by the confused look on your face as to why I said that. Well, well, okay. So no points for David, sadly. Oh, good night. Uh, no. I uh, know. I will give Matt one fortieth of a point. <laughs> only because the, the only point? because the title is a location in in the oh, way okay. that it's phrased. So that's why you've got that. Oh, is it Simple Simon City or no, something? No, no, not at all. Uh, a bit of a curveball, but chapter 13 is entitled The Inn of the Red Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really actually, I'm shocked and appalled that none of you got close to that, um, if I'm honest. This another this lobster. is what this podcast is all about. Just the next thing, just being absolute like... Bonkers. No, I know. It, yeah, it's true. If it all made logical sense, it'd be a lot more boring. That is absolutely fantastic. I've got to say it there. That's absolutely fantastic. Mm. I'm so confused. I'm guessing this is an inn they're staying on the way to the yeah, field. Probably. Have to stop. I think it's going to go and get battered. That would be fun. Yeah, maybe that's what they do. They get Pinocchio drunk and then nick his money. Well, if you have any thoughts and opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or you can unravel your mind in 240 characters on Twitter. Our handle is at lazybookclubpod. Or you can unravel your soul on Instagram <laughs> at lazybookclubpod. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, or you can unravel your dignity on Instagram. (laughs) That would have been better. I should have done that. So next week we have chapters 13 and 14. The Inn of the Rod... Rod Lobster. (laughs) The Rod Lobster. (laughs) The Inn of the Rod Lobster. Try again. The Inn of the Red Lobster. Correct. We'll find out what that's all about next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you, 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 thank you